broadcasting live from the Daily Dot Studios. And by live, I mean pre-recorded. And by studios, I mean one middle-of-the-road microphone we all take turns shouting into. And now here are your 100% organic, non-GMO hosts, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie and I have a show in New York City called Blogologs, where we perform internet material on stage using the internet as I'm our also script. here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lordy Lord. That's so I'm I wish I I'm mad I produced the show. I wish I'm I could the... edit it out, except for Matt fucking does Edits the editing. this thing. Yeah. Anyway, so as we were saying before we were so rudely interrupted by male power and privilege. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So oh, we have a show. We perform internet tech. So that means um, Yelp reviews, uh, Tumblr posts. Craigslist posts. Craigslist. Is it normal.com is a treasure oh trove. Love it. So we find all of those shit online. I don't want to call it shit. It's kind of gold. Mm-hmm. And we basically treat it like a script. We're like, who are these people? Why are they saying this? Where could they be? Yeah. And we take unlikely answers and we perform it on stage. That so it's is right. Very ridiculous comedy. Come see it live in New York. So but from doing this show. We have seen so much. So many things stuff. that we can't unsee. We un-see. really can't unsee it. And we decided that we really wanted to talk to the people behind the posts. And once Ellie and I started doing that, we realized that it was a really illuminating and surreal and amazing experience. And today... Today is a special fucking day. It's a special day because we're interviewing somebody from a community that we've been interested in for a very long time. And you may have heard of. This is not uh, super niche. Some of the things we're looking at, you guys are just going to be like, whoa, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. This is La Creme de la Creme. Oh, look at you. Is that how you say that? That is exactly how you say that. We're looking uh, today... That's French for cream of the cream. (laughs) (laughs) For those listeners who don't speak. I think about <laughs> We're looking Look at, at the adult, adult babies. Adult babies. That's right. I'm an adult baby. So, Allie, where was... I'm an adult, but also baby. All right. Well, where was the first place online that you came across adult babies? Uh, you and I came across it somewhere. Some, some fetish site, something uh-huh. you and I came across it. Okay. But my friend Brian has a comedy group in Chicago, and they created this sketch where this guy goes to the grocery store and he gets kidnapped and he wakes up in someone's apartment dressed in a diaper being like bottle fed. It's just like really dark fucked up comedy. Mm-hmm. And this website, all of a sudden they had, they had like millions of views or something and it turned out some like very niche website had spread it around, you know, like example, like how Reddit does to things. But so, so anyway, he makes a login at this community, this site, and he realizes that it's a massive forum for adult babies. And there were two primary arguments going on with this video. And just as a reminder, this video is like very dark, fucked up comedy. There are two debates going on. One, is it sexy or not? And people are arguing that it's like so sexy or not sexy. And two, was this made by an adult baby? And people Mm -hmm. were arguing there's no way that it wasn't made by an adult baby. This guy is like too spot on, knows too much about like the whole fetish and lifestyle. It's definitely made by an adult baby. And my friend Brian is just sitting there fucking reading this with his jaw on the ground. Have you seen the video? Oh, I've seen the video. You guys should look it up. Is it sexy? I can't remember. Well, um... 
No. <laughs> oh, okay. And his group's called Claymore. Okay. And so if you look that, that look them up, they have this like adult baby. Well, yeah. I don't think they referred to the video as an adult baby video. Mm-hmm. It was just this like crazy kidnapping, mm-hmm. weird ass fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But the adult baby community glommed yeah. on. But you and I had heard about it beforehand. And also We'd to be fair it. to all the adult babies listening, as with everything on the internet, there's a lot of porn, there's a lot of fetish, but there's also just people who fucking True. love wearing diapers, which we're going to learn more about today. Right. Well, you for a really long time used to have this saying where you're like, because I'm an adult. Like, you would always, like, say something really juvenile and then be like, because I'm an adult. Like, I'm only going to eat candy today because I'm an adult. Oh, and no, then, no, I'm a hashtag adulthood. Yeah, well, so, because you've always been you've always been about that. Yeah. So, like, I would say about a year and a half to two years ago, you started to say, because I'm an adult baby. <laughs> and I, I think did. that's what I first Jen was like. better than I do. What are we talking about? And so, yeah, I mean, we definitely. Well, I just have... think there's something funny about <clears throat> adulthood, how you can also do all this, like, stupid shit. I know. And you can do it. Because I know. You're an adult. Yeah. Anyway, it's I'm like, just saying. I just had cake for breakfast because I'm an adult. Right. Baby. I'm just saying, you and I spend a lot of time together. This came into my awareness. We started reading more about it online. And then there was that Broad City episode where Fred Armisen played an adult baby. I don't know if anybody out there has seen that. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, a yeah. ton of people listening yeah, have seen it because right. who doesn't watch Broad City? Right. But that was the first time where I was like, wow, this is really in mainstream. And I was kind of now. upset because I was like, oh, we should have done something about this I know, way me too. sooner. Me too. And yeah, now it's like getting mainstream. But yeah. I, I guess. I don't know that yeah. I call it. See, you and I have a very fucked up barometer of, of what, what is <laughs> mainstream or not because we have seen so many things and right. become so desensitized. So we see something that other people are like, whoa, and we're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Which well, is part of this podcast. So we're just we're yeah. just talking to people. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you have some weird um, interest or fetish, and you have really been able to see it grow because of the internet, please reach out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you our contact information right. right now, but you know, at the end of the episode, we yeah. always shout it out, so you'll have to listen to the end. We gotcha. <laughs> we should mention that this podcast is NSFW. Uh, that means not suitable for. I work. mean, in case you couldn't fucking tell already, with me yeah. dropping f bombs and talking about adult babies and yeah. someone getting kidnapped and sexed up, it's just wearing a, a diaper. We have to mention it. Um, yeah, so BT dubs NSFW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for mentioning that after. Yeah. <laughs> after everyone's been scarred. But actually, everything is safe for work. Because here's the thing. This isn't a video where someone's going to walk by your desk and see fucking dick pics. What's the acronym for putting your goddamn earbuds? You know what I mean? <laughs> L-A-W. Listen at work with earbuds. L-A-W-W-E. <laughs> Lowey. Have you seen a car commercial that has that really long acronym in it that you're supposed to remember? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? I haven't seen a commercial since 1996. <laughs> okay. I forget what car Matt brands has were. two kids. He's busy. This is a terrible story. Watching My Little Pony. That's Who right. television? Who Speaking watches television? Who watches commercial television? I've been fast forwarding mm. through commercials Ooh. for years. And I watch uh, everything else on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. do. People must though, right? <clears throat> commercials are still made. For some reason. Yeah. What? So you're going to make a commercial that no one's going to watch. So you're going to make a commercial. You're going to no make way. a commercial that nobody's going to watch. And instead, commercial. you could buy advertising on yeah. this podcast, yeah. which brings me to my next point. We oh. got to take a break. All right. We got sponsors. Okay, let's do it. But first, <gasps> trivia time. Oh. <laughs> Let me take you back. It's 2005. Oh, 2005. Okay. All right. Got it. Music piracy mm-hmm. is a problem. Yeah. Oh Not gosh. for us. We love downloading tracks. Yeah. But for Sweet record tracks. labels, mm-hmm. it's a big problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sony. Sony Music. Yeah. One of the big boys. Did something bad. They did something bad. They did something bad. I like it. To I stop. like it, Sony. They did something sketchy to stop piracy. Because they were so upset that people were like ripping CDs and, you know, I don't know if Nap- Napster was a little Ooh, earlier than that. they peed on people. 
Could be. Because if you pee on someone, then you own them. And then you could just tell them what to do. Right. You mark your territory. You know what I mean? Got I peed it. on you. You're mine. Now I, you can, I own you. So this is this is a. I'm Depends telling you a, fa- a fact from like corporate history. Yeah, and Sony your, peed on them. Your response is Sony executive peed on their customers. I feel like they gave yeah. you a virus if you tried to pirate the music. Or okay. Along those that lines. sounds more realistic. That's a little I more think, realistic. Yeah. Then, then I think they peed on you. Peeing on every single yeah. person who bought Sony. Then they music. own you, and then they can just do whatever they want. I like get serious. I just slapped you through this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it stings. All right, you're sticking with the P. Yep, sticking with the P. All right, and you're you're saying a virus. Well, I feel like it had to be some consequence of you... No, that's a good guess, Jamila. ...pirating the music, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All right, that's my no, that's, They did I something that's sketchy to prevent people. Yeah, that's think. that's the clue. Okay. All right, we're going to find that's out after this commercial break. Two Girls, One Podcast is supported by... I'm going to make Allie guess. It sounds like... Sounds like vast. Okay. Cox. Okay. Vast. It sounds cox. like vast cocks. They're vast cocks. So we're being supported by like a huge dick. Always, aren't we all? <laughs> we're just right we're now. Right now, we're being supported by a huge dick. I mean, Hold men do run the world, so there's that. I'm gonna give you a hint. It's the number one podcasting app on Android. Oh, it's Castbox. I get it. Yeah. It's not vast. It's not cox. a big dick. Castbox. But- but it's just as good. It's, it's just, just as, as good. And just as something else I'm not going to say. It's just as good. So, this is dirty. Castbox has over 50 million free episodes. That is so many episodes. Like, if you tried to listen to all of those till you died, you wouldn't get through that many episodes. So, you know what? Don't bother. Just listen to Two Girls, One Podcast. But also check out Castbox. That's true. Because they do have all the podcasts that you can eat or want. And. You can eat? That you can need. That you can need or want. I it heard- has. All like the podcasts that you can need or want that cool. you can listen to while you're eating. Also, Castbox has this cool search function where you can search just any words you're thinking of. So for us, you might want to search uh, big and tall, Google porn, um, Google porn, beards, and beards, and you would find two girls one podcast. Um, but you can do this for anything you're looking for. So if you're looking for like tracksuit heaven monsters. You would find your podcast yeah. about tracksuit heaven monsters. You would also find transcripts of said podcast. Right, check it out, guys. <laughs> check it out. Um, again, it's the number one podcast app on Android, and it's also big on iOS because it's a big dick. <laughs> Man, have fun editing that take. It was a gem. And now a real lost and found advertisement entitled One Left-Handed Black Love from the only website left unchanged since the dawn of time. Earlier today, while walking along one of my favorite river embankments, I found a black left-handed glove. The glove is apparently unisex, as I have the delicate hands of a woman, but still looks stylish as a man when I put it on top of my hand and posed in the mirror. I chose not to wear the glove as I have a skin condition that causes me to sweat a substance not unlike butter. But only a fraction of its deliciousness. And I wouldn't want to ruin this perfectly lovely glove. Since I found the glove three hours ago, I've tried to make the best home I can for it. We played two games of Risk. He won both watched a documentary about the internet, and had a heated debate about Obamacare. I am not suggesting that the cloth can speak. 
He simply nodded in agreement while I went over my 45 bullet points. If the glove you have lost is left-handed with a little bit of an attitude and a lot of heart, this could very well be your glove. Contact me and we will start negotiating a price. I wish I could simply return the glove to you, but I don't have much money and I want some of yours. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually see a lot of left-handed black gloves on the street. And I've sent you photos of them You before. do, actually. Yeah. yeah. That is a thing that exists. How much money oh. could she possibly hope to make from getting One from returning glove. the glove? She spent 15K on the ad just to reach people. Right. Just to reach our huge audience yeah. on the podcast. She seems to have a really great relationship with the glove, too. Right. I think that for someone, this glove is like a pet. And they're... They're probably going to will- be willing to pay a lot for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a special glove. That's true. Yeah. A glove that can play Risk is uh, mm-hmm. probably fairly valuable. Right. Okay. How much money did that sponsor spend for that ad? <sighs> she spent 15K, mm-hmm. like 15.5. Yeah. Why which haven't is, I seen any of this money? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's tied up in agency fees. There's a lot yeah, of middlemen. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of middlemen taking mm-hmm. the cut. You know, talent is the lowest on the on Like the leprechauns? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Talent, then leprechauns. That's how the, the payouts go. Okay. Um, Wait, so leprechauns are after us. Yeah, no, you're above leprechauns. So it's <laughs> it's it's a studio, producer, just... agency, talent, leprechauns. So you're not last. <laughs> but well, you said middlemen. I just pictured leprechauns. But you know, Got they it. have the promise of a pot of gold. So to them, it's worth it. Yeah. And as talent, it's sort of the same thing. Yeah, they know? don't need the money. Big break, pot of gold. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. promised me a goddamn pot of gold at the end of the goddamn <laughs> rainbow. But that glove must be worth a fortune if oh, she spent 15K that glove to, find, is to found try to get at the some end money. of the rainbow and the pot of gold. Right. Mm-hmm. What makes a glove unisex? I think like features, it's like kind of nondescript and maybe like a medium size. Okay. Mm hmm. And no, no bows, like no pink bows on it. Yeah. Oh, because if it's got a pink bow, it's a fucking lady glove. Yeah. You're so gender normative. I heard a rumor that <laughs> oh, men no. don't have pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. I was just thinking about how it could be different. Uh, well, <laughs> we got we to gotta answer the trivia question. Oh! oh. What was the question? <laughs> the question so was, in 2005, oh, music piracy was, mm-hmm. was an issue for labels, yeah. and Sony got caught mm-hmm. doing some sketchy stuff to prevent piracy. Okay. Jen said that they would install viruses they on would, people's computers. Uh, this is wrong, but sure. It's what that seems, in my head. I feel like that's a good guess. And, yeah. and mine, just to reiterate, yes. was peeing on people, because then you own them. Mr. Sony would go pee on you. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. A, a, oh, okay, a cool. Japanese executive <laughs> would come to your house. Yeah, squat. <laughs> the uh, squat. Well, that's nice. You're assuming it's a female executive, and I like it. <laughs> there were. Uh, let's be honest. There were no female executives in 2005. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or now. The other thing is, um, it's harder for a woman to claim ownership by peeing because you have to also force them to get under you. Whereas a man, that sounds like you're claiming ownership. Yeah, you got a lot of range. Guys have a lot of range. I just peed on the studio, so now it's mine. The answer is, mm-hmm. yeah. Jen is actually close yeah. to being right. That sounds right. Ooh. So, 
the short version is that Sony included what's called a root kit okay. on their music CD. So if you pop it in to uh, copy the CD or even listen, maybe if you even listen to the CD, it would install essentially malware on your computer it that put would malware on your computer that would wow. prevent you from copying. And oh. then Sony got caught, according to. All right, so it put this on your computer, and then if you went and copied it, it would sort of be activated. I, yeah, I don't know the details, but well, what kind the, of fucking <laughs> trivia is this? The new, the new, according I to the New York the Times. I don't know the details, but one time this thing happened. <laughs> according to the New York Times, a oh. reputable well, source. Well, mm-hmm. fake news. They got caught doing this. A rootkit is something that uh, malware, you know, hackers and things mm-hmm. would purvey and put on your computer. What's interesting is like, who did they hire to create that? You know, so I was reading in some of the discussion around this, and I believe that the, that Sony actually pirated the rootkit from other hackers. So they were like, don't pirate our CDs. We're going to steal code from other places yeah. to infect your computer. Then they got caught, mm-hmm. and then they provided an, an uninstaller for the rootkit, okay. saying, here, use this software to remove our shitty software. Okay. And that software was exposed for like collecting personal information and all kinds of Oh wow! Like no. Can of worms. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It's good, right? What were the repercussions for Sony? God, I didn't read know. that far. I didn't read past paragraph. I think three. it's smart though. They're stealing shit, and they're like, "How can we stop them stealing shit? If they steal it, bad things happen to them." Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the, peeing, the peeing also wasn't too far off. They right. basically pee on your computer. <laughs> and then your <laughs> to computer make it stop is theirs. Working. Your yeah. computer's theirs. That's basically yeah. So you guys <laughs> so together, we were both right. you were we both right. Both we're right. onto it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Hi. speaking of peeing, hey! Uh, today's episode, as we've discussed, is about adult babies and people who perhaps like to wear adult diapers. Uh, but we're going to get into that and adult uh, all kinds of clothing that's for babies, but then in adult sizes. Right. So on the line today, we have Todd, who is the owner of Tykeables, which is a store that sells um, adult-sized baby clothing, and it exists online, but there's also a brick-and-mortar store in the suburbs of Chicago um, where you can actually go and try things on and meet people. So we're really excited to talk to Todd today. Hi, Todd. Hello. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) No problem. Todd, can you tell everybody out there what Tykeables is? Tykeables is a brand that specializes in making adult-sized printed diapers as well as uh, clothing line. Uh, that gears to, uh, a large majority towards the ABDL community. Awesome. And can you tell us, in your words, what the ABDL community is? Sure, but it's just my answer, so don't hold me to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we want to hear your perspective on everything today. Uh, well, the ABDL community is is a actually a very large encompassing, but the, the nuts and bolts of it, I, I'd say, are probably uh, it is adults who engage in... Uh, infantile act for rather uh, fetish or relaxation or other reasons. Uh, AB stands for adult baby. Uh, DL stands for diaper lover. A large majority of people do um, wear diapers or have other items that are infantile in nature for whatever reason. All right. I thought that was a great little summary. Yeah. Well, I'd love to know, just back it up and tell us how you got into this, how you got started. We'd love to hear your story. Uh, well, I've worn uh, diapers myself off and on for almost my entire life, and I've actually worn 24-7 for about 15 years now, doing the math. Let's not age myself too much on that one, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I've been part of the community for a very long time, and then 
Uh, in 2007, we actually almost released our first product. Wait, back um, up. This, can we? Can you tell us how you got into the community? I honestly don't recall. I mean, I've mm-hmm. just worn, like you said, uh, the power of the internet. You find like-minded people and people else out there. Um, but I mean, that was, you know, back in 2000, maybe 2000, okay. maybe earlier. So, I mean, this was a long time ago. And, the, you know, the sites that, the, that I use at the time aren't around anymore and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just... I just found other people that also happen to uh, wear diapers or like wearing diapers and it just kind of evolved from there. But I mean, it's, it's been so long. It's kind of like, I honestly can't tell you exactly how it started mm-hmm. um, or, you know, how I found others. So, so fast forward 2007. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in 2007, we almost launched our first product. Um, but a week before these, it was a week before the stock market crashed. And so when that right. happened, we put everything on hold, everything hit the brakes um, but then later on, you know, time passes, every, everything happens. Uh, in 2013, uh, I started uh, talking to a couple of the original people that were investing in the company again. And uh, I had just moved to the Chicago area. Uh, and I basically got tired of working for other companies, other people in general. And it is it pretty much boiled down to if we're going to do it, let's do it. And we incorporated actually February 14th, 2014. That day will always stand out in my head. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> then by the end of 2014, we released our first product. Uh, by middle of 2015, we released two new products. By the end of 2015, uh, we were selling internationally, directly internationally in Canada and the UK. And then middle of this year, fast forward, uh, we released... Uh, yet another new product, and then an entire clothing line has just been released in last quarter. So we have uh, jeans, we have uh, all of our body suits, which are similar to like a, a, a child's or a baby's onesie. We have three different versions of those in multiple colors and sizes. We have uh, terry cloth, uh, basically training pants uh, for adults that we have as well. They're extremely comfortable, uh, as well as our diaper line itself. So, and more products are still coming out even even now uh, throughout this summer and the end of the year, we'll have some more uh, new products coming out. Are you getting visitors from all over the world at the brick and mortar store who come there knowing that it's there? To our brick and mortar store, not all over the world, but we definitely have people that, that take a drive. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, had people, I've had people drive six plus hours to Chicago. Wow. to come to our store like that like we were the main reason they were coming and while they're here they'll go do something else but like we were the reason they came mm-hmm. and how large do you estimate the online community is it's in the millions but it's hard it's hard to really say okay i mean honestly it's, it's hard to say i yeah. mean I, i've helped operate some of the larger social networking sites uh especially back um in the mid 2000s between like 2004 and you know 2010 and I mean, some of those websites by themselves would just be like, you know, one small community site. We could have 80 to 100,000 active users just in the United States. And that's just active users who log on at least once a month. Yeah. Each each market sometimes has its own, you know, uh, location that those particular people, uh, you know, go to to chat or meet other people. If you're living in Germany, you're not going to go to a, a website that's popular in the U.S. to meet people because you're not going to meet them. Mm-hmm. So are a lot of the websites about going and meeting people in real life then? They're turning to that. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of things are turning to that. We actually host many events ourselves uh, and actually have promoted a lot of a lot of other ones. Uh, We have we've done events in New York, San Diego, San Francisco, uh, Seattle, Chicago, obviously. 
you know, we, 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 you know, Houston, Dallas. Can you tell us about LA. some of the events? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they, they range. It really depends on which, which one it is. The most common one that happens most frequently are usually like bar style events. They'll be held at a bar and people can go there. And oftentimes it'll just, it's, it's like a large social gathering. It's not, you know, some people think because there might be a fetish aspect that it's, you know, more seedy or sexual and it's not really, uh, not for those type of events, especially it's, it's more about just going out and meeting people that are like-minded. And so you'll have a bar event and people based on their own comfort level will interact with other people and will determine where they, they deem, but it's not uncommon. You know, we went to one bar, uh, called the bullet bar in uh, the San Diego area, SoCal. And, uh, our first event was held, I think like on a Thursday, like a, like a really weird off night for them. And we packed the place mm-hmm. uh, that with it. So when we went back to do it again, I actually flew out for one of the events and we went there and there was 150 people that wound up going to the, you know, at, at most we had 150 people in the bar at one time. And I would say at least half to two thirds of them were basically in tennis shoes, diapers and a t-shirt. So it was, it was an interesting experience uh, yeah. for some people who had never met anybody, but it was a, it was a public place where you could go and it was I don't want to say that it was the public is obviously it's a, it's a, you know, it's a bar, you know, you have to actually go into it. It's not like you're just walking around the street, but it's, it's a place where you go and meet other people that is in a more safe environment because clearly there's a lot of other people. So it's not like you're just meeting, you know, one person that, you know, off the internet by yourself and, you know, at their house or something like that. So it kind of removes some of that uh, fear that some people may have of meeting other people. Are there ABDL specific dating apps that you know about? No, the app store will not allow that. Oh, interesting. Really? I've gone round and round with Apple for that one. Okay. They actually told me, oh, well, we don't allow fetish ones. And so I pointed out like 30 of them, some of which have fetish in the title. I said, really? <laughs> you want to rethink your statement on that? <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, they, if... they won't. They won't. Re- they won't allow it. I've actually yeah. submitted two different versions completely reworked uh, to abide by their their wording. They will not allow it. Huh. I have a question about the bar events. Did you rent out the whole bar or were there other people at the bar being like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, you you may have that one person who just like acts really negatively, but you have to realize, you know, if there's 150 people there standing there in a diaper and a t-shirt and one person's being a jackass to you, guess what? They're the minority. Yeah. But also I don't even necessarily mean negative though. I just know like me and I'm familiar with the community because of our show. We read all this stuff online all the time. I'm familiar with the community, but I still think if I walked into a bar and 150 people wearing diapers, I'd be like, where am I? You know, so I was just wondering if like anything amusing happened or maybe you got someone who was like totally unaffiliated who was like yeah no pants you know what i mean um actually the, that one's happened we've had people come in like they're like well i'm not wearing a diaper but i'll take my pants off and we're like okay <laughs> <laughs> sure by the end of the night we'll see if you're not diapered well sure let's, let's go uh-huh. see what happens <laughs> you mentioned abdl stands for adult baby and diaper lover can you talk a little bit about the roles within the community are those two separate things that people would be or are you both it, that really depends on who you ask, but that's also like asking someone if gay people and lesbians are one and the same because it's almost like two separate subcultures. Okay. I mean, clearly there's a very similar bond between the two different groups, but there can definitely be a, a big dividing difference. The biggest difference on a, just a, you know, a higher level of looking at it is an, an AB is someone who engages in role play, whereas a DL is probably someone who doesn't. So that's really okay. the difference. Uh, the a DL is someone who usually likes uh, wearing diapers. Um, and it's, it's the diaper itself, you know, sometimes it might be for like 
just comfort the feeling of it or it could be like something from a fetish aspect of like uh humiliation or something like that possibly um you know to each you know each person might be different whereas an ab probably has some form of regression or uh role play of some sort uh, to go along with it. So it's like a different type. It's a different layer that goes on top of it, probably. Oh, we totally misunderstood this, actually, because we thought diaper lovers are the people who care for the adult babies. But no, you're saying diaper lovers are people who love diapers. Adult babies are the ones who do more of a role-playing as babies. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you have, you know, for the actual role-playing aspect, you do have the people that take on more of the the big brother, big sister, daddy, or mommy-type roles. Uh, you do have those people as well, but they're actually not in that title. Um, and if they were, that that list would start getting just as long as the oh, what, are, what is it? Uh, however many letters we have in the gay alphabet now, the GL. The oh, LGBTQI. Yeah, that's the one. But there's probably like seven more behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Some just, emojis. I always do things kind of funny. I'm in the community. Even I can't keep up with them all. I'm like, okay, right. sure. Whatever letter it is, I don't right. care. I'll probably start repeating, but sure, it's fine. <laughs> so Jenna mentioned the apps, and you said that they're not allowed in the app store, but... um. Yeah, what's the dating life like? Because I met, you mentioned at the beginning of the interview that you wear diapers exclusively, right? So mm -hmm. I imagine that complicates dating, or maybe it's just like you only date in the community. If there's anything you feel comfortable talking about, it's not as it's not as difficult as you think it would be. Um, granted, my my exposures in the in the gay community, uh, where oftentimes, particularly with gay men, I don't have a lot of experience with with gay women, obviously, but uh, with gay men, I, I find that a lot more people tend to be more open for different things like that. It's just always been part of our culture a little bit more kind of in, you know, in, in that. Um, but even with straight people, you know, when I've talked to them, they, it's not really that difficult. And the best thing that I can tell people is obviously every situation is differently or is different and it must be approached differently. But when it comes right down to it, if there, if that's an aspect of uh, of your life, and especially if it's an if it's not a sexual aspect so much, but for a lot of the ABs, it's more of a comfort thing and and things like that. If someone's going to have a problem with that aspect of your life, it's probably not the person you're supposed to be with anyway. Mm -hmm. it, it, it hurts. It sucks. Sure, but you know that's 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 probably going to be part of it. And obviously, you know, approaching that topic with somebody can be very sensitive and there's probably a better way to do it with different people because they might be more receptive to it, you know, in a different way than other people would be in a certain way. But it's, it's actually not that difficult, especially if it's somebody who actually does care for you. You know, it, it's just it's not that big of a deal. I mean, if 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 wearing a diaper is the worst thing going on in your life. You're you're good. <laughs> you're good. That's your vice. You're good. <laughs> That's the worst vice you have. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess meth is like a little more dangerous, you know. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> you should get off that. Yeah, I should stop with my meth habit. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the types of role playing? I'd say one of the most common would probably be a diaper change. Okay. Um, <laughs> that'd probably be the most common one. But I mean, it's it for a lot of people, especially like myself. Um, where the age play isn't really a, a sexual thing. The best way I can describe to people is it's kind of whatever would normally happen with a toddler. You know, we go to events where we actually, you know, I, I describe it as basically being, you know, a day at kindergarten or something like that. I mean, we have an entire area dedicated for, you know, arts and crafts. 
and we have, you know, you know, coloring, you know, the macaroni and glue type stuff and all those things. As a company, when we go to events, uh, we actually have a really, really colorful uh, two foot deep, then nine foot by 10 foot wide uh, ball pit with 10,000 balls. That sounds awesome. I'm in. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things like that. I mean, it, it's really anything that you can imagine doing with a kid or a toddler uh, is is oftentimes what we enjoy. And that's, what, that's the part that's very different. You know, some people it can be sexual and some people it's not. And for the people that it's not sexual, it's literally about just having fun. It's it's another it's another level or another way of socializing with a different type of group of people. But I mean, when you when you look at the aspect of literally not worrying so much, not stressing out about the simplest little things, you know, every, you know, every little thing that happens as an adult sucks. Like last night, I, I backed into my neighbor's fence. Ooh. I don't think they know yet, but I'm sitting here thinking to myself, now, oh they my do. God, I have to, <laughs> no. now I have to fix a fence. Now I have to repair my car. I'm like, I'm so irritated that the only time my car's ever been da- damaged is by this fence in my house. Like <sighs> I don't under, I have a narrow driveway. I just, I'm just like so irritated at myself for this, but it's, it's literally about forgetting those type of things. You know, as a kid, you, you know, you're not going to have to, you know, you, maybe you backed your big wheel into your fence, but you're probably okay. Mm. You know, it wasn't, it it wasn't your $30,000 car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very different experience. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about your products and sort of if, and how they've revolutionized being able to have comfort and being an adult baby and how people are responding to them? Well, our products are, they were definitely different and they definitely pushed the market forward when we came out because in, in 2014, uh, there weren't too many AB deal companies making, uh, diapers and we came out and we were actually the first company to bring back a fully printed diaper. Uh, before we did that, all the other diapers that were out there were just white and they might've had a landing zone or something like that on it for the most part. Uh, some of them did have printed, uh, the printed actual like back sheet, which is the main part of the diaper, obviously. Uh, but we were the first ones to actually bring back a fully printed edge to edge product. Uh, we were also the first one to bring a fade when wet design to our products as well. It, it made it more reminiscent of what a modern baby diaper would be with the fade when wet designs and things like that. So other you know the color changing stars or the disappearing stars or mm-hmm. whatever that is, uh, you know, we brought that and we were the first AB company to bring that out. We were the first AV company to actually do fully printed packaging. Uh, I mean, it sounds so simple. And so, you know, like, what do you mean fully printed? I mean, literally, but the first one to actually package our products. Before <laughs> that was just clear bags with a sticker on it or something like that. Um, and even now, some of our biggest competitors still just do a, you know, a clear bag with a sticker on it. And that's one thing that we have always had is, you know, we've had people that have bought our products and have like some of our original first products and they will never open them. Is it because of the packaging, like the packaging? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like Apple at that point, but I'm, I'm going to go, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so you know, those are some of the things, uh, that definitely were, that are very different about our products and that some of the existing and newer companies have had to, uh, mimic that. In fact, we've actually had two companies that, uh, were kind enough to mimic our products enough that we were actually able to get them to change their products. They so closely mimicked ours. Nice way to put um, that. <laughs> so, yeah. What are the different reasons that people join the community? We read a little bit and we read your interview with Huffington Post as well. So we know that there's like medical reasons and fetish reasons and people just wanting to, like, as you were saying, go back to this more innocent time. So I was just wondering if you could elaborate on the different reasons that people come to the community. 
Well, sure. Like, um, for a medical reason, for example, uh, we have several, many, many clients actually, uh, who have a legitimate medical need to wear, a, you know, adult diapers or incontinence products, however you want to rephrase them, mm-hmm. but they have a legitimate reason that they are now wearing them say again. So, you know, for, for time they weren't, and now they are. And a lot of people, especially in their twenties and early thirties, particularly find that interacting with people in the ABL community help them kind of forget that as being something that might be a negative to them because, you know, having to go back to a point of, you know, having that, but if you're around people who also wear and don't care about it, obviously, and even prefer for others to wear them, it obviously helps you get past whatever, you know, what that might be. And, you know, when I was talking to them at the Huffington Post, I was kind of explaining that, you know, think about it in a sense of your own, comfort level if you don't feel comfortable in your underwear but your partner thinks that you look you know makes you look good in your underwear that makes you feel better about yourself and can help you with your own self-esteem so just replace the word underwear with diaper Mm -hmm. so if you know if if you're not comfortable in a diaper and you, you know you have to wear them now but then you know you start dating somebody who not only is okay with it but actually thinks you look good in a diaper then obviously that can help you feel you know get over if there is kind of that negative stigma that you might have about that particular situation then you have people from a fetish standpoint which is obviously more straightforward uh you know it's sound you know feeling or whatever else there might be and then from a comfort level like myself then you have just more of a letting go of the stresses you know you know trying to you know, forget them for a little while because, you know, I'm still going to have to deal with that that fender that I have to replace one way or another. <laughs> but, but you know, until then, I can, instead of coloring the, the orange fender, I can go color something else orange. <laughs> do adult babies, or maybe it's the, the answer might be both, do they go in their diapers or do some people just wear it as underwear, like pull-ups kind of thing? Both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, in fact, that was actually part of part of the interview um, with Huffington Post was talking about that. And actually, some people had commented to me about how how I responded to that or how I answered that same question. And that there are people who just wear diapers who don't actually use them. Uh, and then there are obviously people who do use them. And so, you know, but then a large majority, uh, kind of just being blunt with it, a large, I would say a large majority of the people don't actually use it for, say, number two, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they do use it, it's, it's number one only for, for a majority of the people. Especially yeah, because I was just thinking, that just sounds like a lot of cleanup. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you want to do, but it just sounds like your expeditions to the bathroom would be an operation. You know what I mean? Just in terms of, like, time management. That's, like, where my head was. Yeah, that's actually a lot of it. <laughs> so no, but that's actually I, I was kind of the the point that you know a lot of people were even talking about afterwards about you know with that particular statement because I made this I made the same as that comment. You know, most people don't do that as far as like number two. So number one might be the only thing, but there are, there are there are quite a few people who don't even really use the diaper. As you know, for them it is more of a comfort thing, um, and that's literally it. And they don't even really want to use the diaper. But it more of adds to the layer of that rather role play or it adds to that layer of um, just helping them, uh, you know, act out that part, something, you know, so it, it could it really depends on the person. You know, it's a really good business to be in, because if you're into diapers, you have to be constantly getting new diapers. We do offer an auto subscription service. It's 10 percent off. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Obviously, part of uh, like destigmatizing something is just being able to see it out there a lot more. So, how do you think Takeables is contributing to that? And what do you think about overall like ABDL and, and popular culture the way it's being portrayed? Well, traditionally, it's not handled very well, not in a positive light. Um, for the longest time, the only thing you had out there was like Jerry Springer. There was an episode of CSI, um, but it was you know to put it bluntly, a fat old uh, you know white rich guy who you know whatever and it mm -hmm. not a very attractive individual um you know a lot of times and that was the way that it was portrayed uh we are definitely different from that because thankfully i'm not a fat old guy so <laughs> he's not guys that. we can see him you can't but <laughs> we're, we're he's Google not yeah. that. he's but, a young you know. handsome man okay just so everybody's clear is he but, single no, is he, he single no Oh, he's taken, man. He's taken. But, you know, we but we do host events so that we get people out meeting other people. Uh, we are very uh, proactive with that. You know, we've gone to uh, Folsom Street Fair for several years. We've done things at, I, at IML. We've gone to, you know, like I said, the different little bar events that we host and things like that, just to get people out and interacting with other people so that they realize that they're not alone. And the, the portrayal of what the media has been for the longest time is not the average person. It's very similar to how if you look at even like the leather community in the gay, you know, with the, within the gay community itself, you know, back in like the 60s, while I wasn't around for that, you know, you can, you can understand how they were treated and portrayed very differently versus how they're portrayed nowadays, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, come on, you know, that's it's very, like no big deal. You know, yeah, exactly. It's it's no big deal. In fact, it's it's a it's a, you know, number one movie for a weekend and has a horrible, you know, remake of the second version. So, you know, whatever the situation is, okay. while I'm not expecting an ABDL movie to come out anytime right. soon to be a blockbuster hit, the point, you know, it started with one, you know, it started down that direction. And I'm not saying that that's where we're trying to take it. But, you know, we do take some of the similar steps and just providing a, a place for people to, you know, meet others, meet others so that they know they're not alone and that it's not something they need to be ashamed of or something like that. And, you know, kind of what I tell a lot of people is there, there's no harm in f feeling pleasure. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's something you enjoy, don't, why deny yourself? Like why do it? And if it's out of fear of someone judging you, then that's even worse. Don't let other people dictate how you should live your life. As long as you're not harming yourself or someone else, just have fun. Oh, that was great. Todd, this has been amazing. Thank you Thank so you. much. We know you were kind of hesitant with good reason because a lot of people, I'm sure, portray it, as we discussed, portray it very negatively. I hope you had a good time. We had a great time. <laughs> yeah. This was enlightening. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend. You too. You too. Yeah, I still have so many questions. Yeah. But what I did you not ask? Man, I mean, I guess I'm always really curious just more specifically about how people get into it. What's mm -hmm. the sexual side? More about the role playing. You know, if people are going in their diapers, how are they cleaning up? How mm -hmm. are they disposing of their diapers? Are people at normal jobs wearing this to work? What's that like? Actually, we know that they are because we found a post on some forum that we're, we're on where someone was asking for advice because they were wearing a diaper at work and thought it was making too much noise, someone in the ABDL community. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just like endless questions because it's so right. fascinating. Right. A lot of what he said was really interesting, but especially about how in the gay community, 
um, these kinds of things are more accepted. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? So you like onesies. Would you ever wear the snappies? I fucking love a onesie. But I love a onesie, like, not at all as any kind of, like, fetish or interest. It's a fashion I just statement. Think, like, it's comfortable. Well, okay, we're talking about two different things. So rompers are very in style. I call them onesies because I think it's funny, but I love a good romper. Right. But wouldn't it be more convenient if it had the snappies? Because I'm just thinking, like, he could expand his business. Yeah, no, because we joke when we wear rompers, like, all women out there listening to this know this, when you wear a romper, which and are you very have, trendy right now. You, you have go to the bathroom, bathroom. You have to get naked. Yeah, so whenever we go to the bathroom wearing the rompers, we're like, I'm going to go get naked now. Yeah. And we know what we mean. Yeah. It's it's a euphemism for saying, I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> no, but even to <laughs> fucking pee, you got to take off your whole goddamn romper. Right. So if you could just like snap it off from the bottom, yeah. that probably would be a lot easier. But right. onesies I also like to wear, but really not... I mean, in the context of this show, people are now going to think I have some kind of onesie fetish, which I guess is fine. Whatever floats your boat. But I just think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Like the full adult size fleece thing. Like Hello we were talking Kiana. about suitsies earlier. Like yeah. I don't wear them out. I mean, mostly because the Hello Kitty yeah. feet prevent me from wearing them out, but whatever. But they're also comfortable <laughs> and they look awesome. The one, the pajama onesies? Any onesies. I have a, like a romper that I love. No, rompers. Yeah. Yeah. Rompers are great to wear out onesies I find really fun. I went to a PJs and DJs party in Brooklyn where you wear pajamas and you dance and it was super fun and I wore like mm-hmm. the full fleece onesie. On that note, we have so, to go. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go. go. We're digging ourselves We gotta deep. go shit in our onesies. <laughs> exactly. See ya. Go to get naked. All Boom. Right. I if wish I could to... drop this mic but I can't because it's connected to the thing. I know. This is an elaborate mic. If you want to find us on the social media, you can find us. Not in real life. Not in real life. creepy. On Twitter, my handle, Jen, is at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I am at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. If you would like to email us, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to find us in the world, if you want to share this with your friends, which you absolutely should do is spread the word, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast. And finally, if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail and ask us a question, share your story, we might share it on this podcast. You call 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. So yes, please do leave us a voicemail. We would love to play it old school radio style and answer your queries. We never get weary of your query. I need to leave. I have to go pee, guys. I can't think straight. All right, guys. I'll see you. Did you say I have to go pee? Yeah. You wouldn't have to if you were in a diaper. I know. I know. I know. All right. It's been real. Bye. Bye. to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, what's the catch? There's no catch. TuneIn lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird. Technology is weird.
the Podglomerate, a Sonic Universe. Should we record that again? I feel like maybe we... <laughs> it was convoluted. It was convoluted. <laughs>